Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Podglomerate. For everything that you were too afraid to ask at home, too embarrassed to ask at school, or was just too hard to ask your partner, welcome to The Sex Wrap. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to The Sex Wrap. You're here with Spring and Andrew, and we are excited to talk about sex, relationships, sexual health, and anything kind of related. <laughs> anything at all. We love getting your questions. Uh, if you have any questions about love or relationships or sex or sexual health or anything else, you can always send us an email at thesexwrap at gmail.com. You should definitely check out our social media. We are hyperactive on Instagram um, and we're at thesexwrap. And that's wrap with the W-R-A-P. Yeah. But yeah, we love your questions. We love talking. So works well. And I'm really excited about today's episode because this was inspired by my life. This question, I'm just going to be totally honest and bring this out right now because I have strong feelings about this episode, <laughs> is how do you support somebody going through a bad breakup? And I really want to talk about this because I had, I've gone through a lot of bad breakups, but I have gone through one where I had some friends that were really able to continue supporting me and some friends who were not so able to for a variety of reasons. And, and then some friends who totally like bailed out of the supporting me. And, and I totally understand all of that, but we're going to just give some tips and some advice for how to really effectively support your friends that you care about. When they're going through a really bad breakup. And I think that really bad breakup is the important part of the question, right? Like people go through breakups and friendships fall apart and we enter and exit relationships pretty frequently. And most of the time those relationships, you know, there's sadness involved. But when we say really bad breakup, we mean those lives are intertwined and intertwixed in ways that means that it's not just, you know, you're broken up with the person. It's that there's separation of assets. There's living space questions. There's friend group questions. There is this person going to show up at things that I introduce them to? Are my friends going to prefer hanging out with the? So it can get really complicated uh, with breakups. And I think this is a really important question for us to talk about. Uh, and a lot of it for me, whenever we were talking about this episode is like sort of build around like how to be a good friend. And then on top of that, what does a friend do whenever someone else is having some kind of trauma inside of their relationships? And I think it's important to say like the level of friendship that you have with somebody connotes how much support should be expected and provided. So if you're an acquaintance, you can sort of be like, hey, well, I'm so sorry. I'll see you next week at yoga. But if it's more than that, like, you know, the more that you have in terms of relationship and intimacy and bonding with that person, sort of the more, the higher the expectation is that you're going to provide different kinds of care and support to help them through that breakup. And I don't even want to use the term breakup, right? When someone has been going through some kind of traumatic event in their life, they need support, right? All right. 
Yeah. So that, that's sort of my and starting the, point. I think the breakup though is an interesting one because I think sometimes it can really impact what type of support someone's willing to give you. Because for example, if somebody doesn't like the ex that you're breaking up with, it can be hard for them to offer support to you because they kind of are just like, oh, I'm glad, like, let's get this person out of your life. And then the support kind of changes or isn't there in the way that friend might need. And so I think, you know, this, this bad breakup, when someone's going through a really bad breakup, there's a tendency to vilify the ex in the situation. And and then that can actually affect the support that you're willing to offer or that the person kind of needs. And so I think it's really important to kind of think about, you know, this this specific situation also. Like we're going to talk about, yeah, you can support friends through all types of trauma. And then also how does the like really bad breakup situation differ a little bit? Well, and I think the other thing to keep in mind is that, you know, you whenever someone has gone through a bad breakup, your friend, if they recently had a bad breakup or if they had a lot of trauma surrounding, you know, relationships, they might not have the emotional energy. They might not have the ability to really be that kind of support. But the way to handle this is that way you handle all episodes where you like openly communicate saying, hey, I understand that you're going through some really bad stuff with your ex right now or, or recovery from your breakup. But I don't have the emotional capacity to be the kind of support you need in this right now. And I apologize. And then I would make you some cupcakes or something. Oh, not spring cupcakes. But, uh, <laughs> like, but, but I mean, it's about clear boundaries and really being communicative with the other people that you're, you're talking to about the situation to let them know what those boundaries look like and the kind of energy that you have and your capacity to give support. Yeah. So those boundaries, I think, are important. And I mean, right, I, whenever, I, whenever I hear situations like this, like, well, if someone has a lot of trauma in their past with bad relationships, the kind of support that they might not be able to give, well, they might not be able to give the kind of support you're looking for because it might dredge up some of their past traumas as well. Because there's no timeline for healing in these relationships as well. Like television shows and movies lie to us and show us like in an hour and a half, you can be with someone, be in love with someone, have sex with somebody, break up with somebody, recover from that breakup and be on, like, and be fine the next day. When we really look at the research surrounding breakups and surrounding, you know, what it looks like when relationships end, the recovery period is not just a few days most of the time. It's a few weeks, a few months, a few years, depending on all of the other factors inside of the relationship. So just to be really thoughtful about what that looks like in the other person who's healing, they have to heal on their schedule. They can't handle or they can't heal on like what you expect their timeline for healing to be. Yeah. So the first thing I kind of want to talk about here is like, okay, so if you don't like the ex that someone's breaking up with, you don't like how they've been treated by them or what's happening in this situation, how can you build some empathy to support them even if you're feeling like, I hate this person. I just want them out of your lives. <laughs> because oh I'm so I I'm think... so relieved they're gone. Yeah, like I don't have to <laughs> yeah. deal with them. Any... I, for, so for me, whenever I look at any part of the human experience that has like sadness or pain or grief, what I what I encourage people to do is like look into the eyes of anybody who's experiencing any of those kinds of pain. And what what we find, like humans as a species, somebody who is blind, who's never seen another person's face be sad, makes a sad face. Like if they're experiencing grief or pain, like our bodies and our faces and our brains all go through that same pattern. 
So instead of you know, focusing on your immediate benefit and your immediate relief of not having to deal with this X anymore. Think about the the connections that we have with every other human being alive who understands pain and loss and grief. And use your empathy, like use your empathy skills. If you've been listening to our show for the last seven years, we talk about building empathy all the time. This is a point where you say like, you know, I understand the experience of loss. I underst- understand the experience of grief. I understand the experience of pain. Um, and that's what you should focus it on. Like my, my friend, this person I care about, this person who I want to see get better and ha- is having those experiences. And if you start attacking their ex, right? If you start focusing and like, think like, thank God she's out of your life. What happens is instead of it being, you know, focused on your friend's recovery, focused on connecting with and empathizing with the pain that they're suffering and helping provide care for them to get through that pain. Instead, it's you. You're just disgorging your bad feelings. You're just, you know, sort of like spewing out all of your vitriol over the relationship, which most of the time, right, especially in these really bad relationship situations, is just going to make it harder for that person to recover because they know, they know that person wasn't a good fit and they know that that relationship probably had some problems. That's not what you need to remind them about, right? Your job as a good friend in that situation is not to keep bringing up the vitriol, keep bringing up the, the pain, but instead, you know, bring up the positives of your relationship and think about how the bonds that you share with that person can help them get through. Yeah. And I, I think like, Starting to focus in on your friend that you're supporting and separating out the person that they've been dating from the scenario. And I know your friend will be talking a lot about that person and talking about what they're doing to them and what they're going through. And I think that your job as the friend supporting them is like, if that's really bothering you, you know, you can even like say like, I'd rather support you in this aspect of the breakup or, you know, can you talk to me about, you know, the feelings you're having instead of like what, what they said to you or, you know, what else might, might be helpful. And I think it's just because sometimes friends can get so upset at the ex that they get so frustrated with the pain that someone is still feeling, right? Because they're like, why Why are you still feeling sad about this? This person's horrible. We need them out, right? And so it can be hard to connect to that empathy when a friend is feeling like that. So my recommendation is to, you know, really focus on like what Andrew was talking about, that pain, that sorrow that your friend is going through and focus in like, you can even direct the conversation a little more to like, you know, um, tell me about the feelings you're experiencing. How does it feel in your body? You know, those type of things so that if you're getting really frustrated with the, he said this, she said that, they said this, whatever, you can start to direct and support them in another way. Because I understand that it can be, it can be so frustrating to hear similar stories about some ex over and over. And, and it gets, it does, it, it's easy to kind of say like, I've heard this before. I don't want to hear it again, you know, because there are patterns. There's going to, there's going to, these patterns are going to show up throughout a breakup with somebody. I mean, when has I told you so ever made any situation better at any point for even not in a relationship? Like it's, it's essentially the opposite of empathizing with your friend. When you say like, I told you so, or I don't want to hear this anymore. 
So try really hard not to criticize the ex. Try not to criticize the relationship that your friend was in with the ex. Now, you know, your friend might occasionally want to really rip on them and you can join gleefully into that ripping session. But most of the time, right, focus yourself on what you can do to help your friend get better. And saying negative, nasty things about somebody's ex or their relationship with that ex is typically not going to help them heal and recover from whatever that relationship looked like. And I love what Spring's saying uh, about, you know, like, be really thoughtful and empathetic. Um, And I think it's also really important. I mean, I mentioned timelines before, but healing processes are different for every person. And you might get tired of hearing that same story. I have friends who got divorced 20 years ago, and they still tell me the stories that led them to making the very good decision of getting divorced, <laughs> but but they still have trauma and pain from the end of that relationship. Because ending a relationship is a hard thing to do. And the more that you've been invested of your life in that relationship, but I did not help my friends in their divorces 20 years ago by saying terrible things about their husband. I helped them by saying good things about them and helping them like learn that they were worthy, right? So there are two different things that you can do. It's easy to cast blame. It's easy to call names. It's easy to be angry and shout. It's a lot harder to be sitting in vulnerability with somebody and really listening to their story and then giving them the opportunity, you know, for them to try to work through and disgorge some of the pain that they've accumulated over that relationship as well. Do you want to take a quick break? Sure, we'll take a quick break. We'll be right back uh, with more breakup. Thank you, everybody. Welcome back to the episode. Today, everybody, we are talking about breakups and really bad breakups. And uh, we're taking it from a different perspective. We're talking about how you can be the kind of friend who's supportive of a friend who needs your support, who potentially is stuck in some circles, who might be in some ruts, who isn't recovering as fast as you think they should. We're just giving some tips and tricks to help out so you can provide the best kind of care possible. And I want to talk about care. So far, we've talked about breakup, and we've talked about empathy and judgment. I think that if you really think about it, there's a ton of different kinds of care and support you can offer for somebody. Even if you don't have a lot of emotional capacity to handle crying and hugging, there are things that you can do that really help someone out. Kind notes, nice messages, voicemails, texts, baked goods, a letter. And the, like, there's lots of things that you can do that, that someone know that they're supported. Because most of the time, the kind of support that someone needs is just to know, right? They just need to know that there's people out there who are supporting them. And a lot of the support that you do is just listening to that person. But think about all the different kinds of care that you can offer. And think about the kind of relationship you're in with the person. And focusing on that, that kind of care is really what makes the difference most of the time. Yeah. And I love this. Like, so you can offer a lot of different types of care. You can also check in with the person, ask them what they're needing, you know, and then I think this leads really nicely into the next thing we want to talk about, which is your own boundaries and, you know, when you are supporting a friend, you have your own needs within this. And it's really important that you respect those needs for yourself and also communicate them to your friend. And so sometimes if you're feeling overwhelmed or if you are really frustrated with some of the conversations you're having with your friend, 
sometimes people's tendency would just be to pull back or just not talk to that friend as much, right? Like put up a put up a boundary, but without having a conversation about it. And that can be really hurtful to someone who's going through a breakup specifically because they are losing a big chunk of their social support through a breakup. And they are really trying to rely on their social networks for some more support. And so if you pull away because you're getting frustrated or annoyed or whatever, or you feel like you're being overused and so you just pull away, that can actually add trauma to your friend, right? This friend is going through this really hard time and needs that extra support. So instead of just pulling away without saying something, like let's talk about the types of conversations we can have and the types of boundaries we can set with a friend going through a bad breakup so that you can still support the friend and you don't end up alienating them in the process. Yeah, so like, uh, and, and the boundaries are editable and changeable too. I also want to say, I think it's really important. We'll talk about some of those conversations in just a second. If you want to be a good support for someone else, you also need to be engaging in self-care practices because caring for others is a very draining, difficult task, right? Even if it's your best friend, best friend, best friend. Also correct for the show. It takes energy, right? It takes energy. It takes thoughtfulness. It takes time. So if you're in a relationship, like if you're friends with somebody who's breaking up, they're having a really bad relationship, you can't do, can't have all of your time dedicated to them. You also need to engage in self-care so you can help your friend. Um, and like Spring just said a minute ago, like do not ghost somebody. Like if it becomes too much, if your batteries are too empty, if your empathy engine is out of gas, it's okay to take a step back and say like, hey, I need to take a couple days. I need some time for myself. I need to take care of myself. But you need to practice, or not practice, you need to have those conversations with the other person. Don't leave them standing alone when they need, you know, your support and your love. Yeah. So, And I think... It, yeah. And it's, it's really tricky. It's not like we make things sound easy sometimes when we're talking about it. We're like, oh, you just have to do this. But that can be really hard. It can be really hard to voice your own needs when someone else is going through a really hard time, right? Because it can feel like, oh, they need so much. They are really in need and this is really important. And sometimes we push down our own needs, you know, in light of that. And then if we do that too long, then it just is where a ghosting situation often happens, right? And so it's really important to be honest with your friend about how much support you can offer and what ways what ways you're willing to do that. So I think one thing we can talk about is like the types of conversations you're willing to have with your friend. So are you willing to talk about minute details of like things that's happening back and forth? Are you willing to brainstorm solutions with them? Are you willing to just sit there and listen to whatever they have to talk about? Are you willing to like go with them on errands they need that are, you know, related to the breakup or something like think about the different types of conversations you're willing to have, the ones that you're not willing to have. And like you, you can start to observe that, like when you're having conversations that don't feel good, be like, okay, you know, this is, the type of conversation I can't have. And then, you know, communicate that to your friend. And your friend might feel upset for a moment, you know, if you say something like, I can't have this conversation with you. But then if you explain to them why, you know, like this is triggering for me, or this is too much for me right now, but I want to support you in this other way, or I want to support you in this time or something, you know, like, or 
this weekend I have more time that I could devote to this, right? So like you set a boundary and then explain why you need that and what you are willing to offer. And then it doesn't feel bad, right? Then it feels like a positive thing for everybody. So it's also in how we're communicating those boundaries to people. But it's really important to say at the end of the day, when someone's going through a bad breakup, most of the time, the support they need is you to listen to them, not to ask them questions, not to grill them, not to say, I told you so. Your job most of the time is to listen and be a good friend and listen actively look like you can ask a question once in a while, but um, most of the most of the work, uh, most of the friend therapy that happens whenever someone's going through a breakup, is simply being there and letting that person have their time to speak with you, listen to what they have to say, and it's really hard for most people in relationships. Like Americans, I guess most people love to give advice, right? Most of the time, <laughs> we want to help somebody by giving them a quick answer, and if your friend is in a lot of pain, right, you might be like, well, at least. At, le- at least you're no longer going to have to deal with them. Or you might be offering the solution, like there are lots of other fish in the sea, or you can get back on the dating apps, or you'll meet, meet someone new and fresh. Be really careful, because most of the time, the sort of half-hearted, mostly empty things that we've learned to say when someone else is feeling pain do very little to help heal, right? But they actually can harm relationships too, because you're essentially making the other person's pain diminutive. You're the sort of making it seem like less whenever you say those kind of words, because those aren't really healing words. Those are things you say to the cashier when you're checking out and like, oh, how's your day? And you're like, fine, I guess. <laughs> With your friend, try not to offer solutions, right? That That's not your, the point. Uh, and if you are trying to offer solutions, you should do it in having them talk and having them talk about how they're going to get through. Like, what does this healing process look like for you? And it is hard to stay out of judgment. Like Spring and I are talking about empathy. We're talking about listening. We're talking about conversations. And I can't stand that X makes it really hard to do all of those things. So you might want to have like a journal at home that you don't show your friend where you write down all the terrible things about the X that you know, you'll share in five years over, you know, a glass of orange juice for breakfast. I said orange <laughs> juice instead of wine. Whatever it is that you're going to be doing with that breakup. But coping mechanisms are important for all sides. But pr- primarily, your job is to listen. That's really what friends are there for in these kind of breakups, because you can't offer a solution. There's no like words that you can say that will magically make someone better. There's no like magical formula for therapy or counseling where someone goes from upset to okay automatically. So listening, that's really what it is. And I think a lot of the time when people are helping a friend in a bad breakup, when they get disengaged, when they want to run away, is because they feel like they're not being successful in helping the other person. They feel like they don't have an answer. They feel like they don't have a way to relieve that agony, the pain, the grief, the loss. And that's not your job. Like your job is to listen and help the other person in their process, not offer up cheap, tawdry solutions that you saw on Friends 20 years ago or whatever television show is having a current (laughs) breakup. But instead, like be a steadfast supporter and listener. And if the if your friend asks for your advice or asks for your feedback, that's that's one thing. But try really hard not to you know offer up really easy solutions to complex problems because the real solution is listening and time. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. So yeah. remember, 
check in with yourself, see how you're feeling, see what you're willing to offer. And then the last part of this that I really want to talk about is like, so someone going through a really bad breakup likely needs ongoing support for a while. If it's a really bad breakup, there's a lot of stuff happening. It could be drawn out over several months. You know, I think sometimes we forget that someone's going through something if they haven't you know, reached out for a conversation in the past week, or, you know, we feel like we supported them a lot and we're like, okay, that must be over. And sometimes we forget that like these things can really be drawn out for a while and can be really impacting someone for quite a while. So I think, you know, if you're supporting someone through something and you don't hear from them for a while, remind yourself to check back in with them because They might also be feeling like they've been putting too much pressure on their support network. They might feel like they've been reaching out too often because they need so much support. And so as a good friend, I think it's also a really nice practice to check back in with your friend that's going through something. Um, I, I talked about this before on the show, like set a reminder for yourself in your phone or in your planner, you know, like in a week, if you haven't heard something from them, like check back in with them because that can feel that's that's the type of like ongoing support people often need through a time like this and sometimes they're not capable or or they feel like they've used up their used up their support network so you can also reach back out keep checking in on your friends you know make some plans with them do something fun with them um that's another great way to support them right to help take their mind off of what what is so horrible and hard and you know go to a movie or do something else that's fun and a little bit distracting. Yeah, that's really good. Really good advice. Um, helping get their mind off of what's going on. And I love that uh, checking in with a person. It's important that you don't make every conversation you have with your friend who's struggling about what they're struggling about. But like <laughs> a planner, Spring is the only person I know who still uses a paper planner. But in your Google calendars, <laughs> just like set a little reminder. And it doesn't have to be every day, but you know, once a week, once every two weeks, depending on how that person is doing, just doing a, a check-in. And the check-in can just be like, hey, how are you feeling? Like, it doesn't have to be like big and long and involved. It can just be just enough to open up a conversation if one needs to happen. And if one doesn't need to happen, you're set on either way. Yeah. All right. And Anything else that we need to speaking- say about the question? No, but speaking of planners, you're right. The planner that I've been using for over 20 years and buying the same one of every year uh, stopped making planners for 2024. And and let me just tell you, I have another friend who's been using that same planner just as long and she was just as distraught as I was. <laughs> so I'm not the only one, but obviously not enough of us are using them for that company to continue to make them. <laughs> I love tablets. I use tons of little like tablets and journals for things in my life, but all right. Totally off topic. Spring, I support you in your old fashioned paper planner. It looks like a fun rainbow, crazy child story time. Uh, When you like, we should, you should post a picture of one on our Instagram just so people can see what your life actually looks like in a day. It's pretty, it's pretty wild. It's pretty wild. Yeah. But I am certain if we dug through it, spring would have little lines like check in with friend. There are. are, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) There's a lot of those. (laughs) Well, thank you for sharing your your trauma and your story today, Spring. I think there's a lot of really valuable um, work that we can do to help our friends get through traumatic experiences in their life. And I think bad breakups add an extra layer of complication because 
they don't like the ex and they're happy that the breakup happened and that's not the emotion of the person who's going through the breakup. So, all right. Well, if you have any questions about this episode or any follow-up questions about anything else regarding love or relationships or sex or sexual health, I don't know why I'm saying love so much today. It's not even February <laughs> where I get to hate on love for a little while. If you have any questions at all, we would love to hear from you. We are the sexwrap at gmail.com. That's W-R-A-P. And you should definitely check out our Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The Sex Wrap. Thanks for listening, everyone. And I have one more thing to say as we close. Andrew, thank you for all of your support through my bad breakups. You're the best. I love you. Goodbye, everyone. Thanks, Spring. (laughs) Love you, too. For everything that you were too afraid to ask at home, too embarrassed to ask at school, or just too... Music for this episode provided by the ever-elusive and mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. The Podglomerate. A Sonic Universe.